Welcome to Truth and Liberty. Thank you for joining our daily live call-in broadcast where trusted leaders bring biblical insights to the issues and you can call in and get your questions answered in real time. According to the Bible, it's the truth you know that sets you free. So call in today to get answers, information, and resources to help you stand for truth and effect godly change in our nation and the world. And now here's your host, Alex McFarland. Where is the power? Where is the power of God in the church today, and how can it be recovered? Hi, Alex McFarland here. Welcome to Truth and Liberty. That's what we're going to talk about tonight, among other things. And I'm, before I introduce two very special colleagues and guests on the program tonight, I want to read a verse, and I want you to think about this. And we'll talk about this as it applies to our current times. But Judges 5.8, speaking of ancient Israel, Judges 5.8 says, Says this, when they chose new gods, there was chaos within the gates or war within the gates. There was not seen a shield nor a spear among 40,000 in Israel. Now, I want to submit to you, and the book of Judges will reference it again tonight. Israel, the God of Israel, is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who promised Amen. to send the Messiah. And yet Israel, the chosen people of God, they would obey and they would fall away. They would trust God. They would disobey God. And Judges 5.8 just reminds me, maybe it sounds uh, familiar to you as well. They chose new gods and there was chaos within the gates. Now, among 40,000 men in Israel, there should be a shield or a spear. But here is the thought, and then we'll meet our friends here on set. They, the spiritual loyalty was transferred. The social structure was decayed. The means of defense was weakened. What do we do about that in our own times? Well, I do welcome you to Truth and Liberty. And here with me on the set tonight to talk about spiritual matters and the power of God and the truth of Scripture in our lives restored. Two people that have shaped my life beyond measure. They agreed to be on with us tonight. Uh, to my right, I worked at Focus on the Family with Kamal Saleem. We've been friends. Come August, you and I will have known each other 20 years. That's right. That's right. Congratulations oh. and happy Valentine, y'all. Exactly. And then to the right of Kamal, uh, pastor, mentor, friend, I've learned so much from this man. I could spend the entirety of our program explaining how I thank God for Dr. Mark Cowart, the pastor of Church for All Nations. Angie and I view him as, as our pastor, the man that has opened so many doors for me. He's a mighty man of God, one of the great churches in our nation, CFAN, Dr. Mark Coward. Amen. 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 It's so Amen. good to be with you both. Amen. Well, you are one of the founding hosts of Truth and Liberty, and um, God's got you doing so many things. Hey, tell, tell us about CFAN. What's going on at that exciting congregation that you uh, pastor? A lot of great things. This has kind of been like a homecoming tonight Amen. because Amen. Seeing all our friends up here, and you're right, we started this. Uh, when Andrew decided to go live, I'll never forget that first week. Uh, we were all four on at the time. And uh, man, it was just so awesome being together. But Church for All Nations, we have been so blessed. The Lord is doing so many wonderful things in literally every department. I, 
I thank the Lord that he's entrusted Linda and I to be able to serve as the pastors there for, well, I started attending the church in 1983, became uh, the associate pastor in January of 1987, and then... Uh, associate pastor in 85, senior pastor in 1987. And then actually this is special because Kamal and Victoria started attending, it was a different name back then, okay. in 1996. Really? And there were, there were some challenges. He's our pastor. Amen. I mean, I don't know where the time's gone, but you know, I've had Andrew and I've had some good laughs together because of that church. Uh, some people have said that we were handed a sinking ship but it was God's assignment for us, and we wouldn't be who we are yeah. if we had not gone through those things. And now it's a healthy, thriving, we're a multi-site. We have two campuses in Colorado Springs. Uh, we are passionate about missions, about Amen. discipleship. We have an incredible children's ministry with their own media department putting out incredible media. That's true. Right. Our youth group is thriving. We just Praise. have awesome... Linda and I pinch ourselves right now. We have the best staff that we've ever had yeah. in all the years of being there. But many great things happening there. Well, we just... well, you know, I've been coming around CFAN and, and sitting under your teaching in person and online. Uh, and it seems like in the nearly two decades that I've known you, Mark, the church has been in a continual uninterrupted state of revival. And, you know, churches have their ups and downs. Maybe, and folks, later on, you can call in. And I, I'm just going to give this number because we'll get to calls in a little while. Maybe, like a lot of people I talk with, your church is plateaued or declining. Well, you've got some experts at your disposal tonight. And I would say if you have a question about uh, the power of God in your church and finding a fresh vision, uh, Dr. Mark Coward is somebody that you can ask, but the number is 719-619-2341. We'll get to calls in a moment. But Brother Mark, um, one of the things that just rejoices my heart about Church for All Nations is it's as long as I've ever known you and been going there, onward and upward, it's just nothing but net, as they say in basketball. Yeah. You know? Well, to God be the glory for anything that is noteworthy or praiseworthy or anything like that. I am thankful because it is healthy and we have been through it. Lynn and I have walked through some challenging times. Mm -hmm. The word doesn't say, well, you know, not experience trouble. The Lord said, I'll be with you in trouble, Amen. Right. but he'll never leave us or forsake us. And because of that, I'm excited. You know, a pilot, when he gets in an airplane and takes off, it's the opposing wind, opposition, that creates and generates lift. Amen. Really? So, bottom line wow. of it is, uh, even in our nation with all our challenges right now, I believe my whole life has been in preparation for the season I'm in right now. Amen. I'm, yeah. I'm 65 years old. I'm in the third semester of life. Mm. And uh, Peter Daniels and Lester Summerall both separately, not knowing each other, shared the same thing with me that it's, especially Peter Daniels, he read over 6,000 biographies in his life. He's oh. 90 years old now. Wow. And he said, it's my observation that 
effective leaders, both Christian and non-Christian, spend their whole life in preparation for what they're really destined to do. Amen. Uh, Amen. I feel I'm in that season. You know, I see it when I look at Andrew's life and I look at what's going on here. My word. Andrew and I met each other in 1978 at a Full Gospel Businessmen's Fellowship. Yeah. And as I say, back then we were so poor we couldn't pay attention. <laughs> and, and I wasn't married. Been there. Yeah, we all. And so, you know, these things that we see up here in Woodland Park, Truth and Liberty, Karis Bible College, Andrew Woman, those don't just fall off the tree. Yeah. You know, yeah. but God is faithful and He is faithful to us in our nation. That's why I love Truth and Liberty. Amen. And I was so glad when I got your phone call, especially to join two of my favorite people well, in the whole world. I just want to add something to his uh, saying, our ministry hatched under his wings. Really? Yes, sir. So our ministry, you know, we're with Pastor Mark for years and then God says it's time to take off. And this is when we met at yeah. Focus on the Family because God was saying it's time to go, to move forward. Amen. And uh, you remember what happened then, and we left Colorado. Yes. And for those that, that may not be aware, uh, Kamal has a miracle story. You know, I, I was teaching this morning uh, at Karis, thanks to you. And, it, you know, that's coming up on like nine years. Thank you, uh, Brother Mark. I, I met Andrew Womack through you. Andrew and I became friends. The door opened uh, between... Uh, you and Andrew and Richard Harris, I began to teach in practical government school periodically. And then with Mike Pickett, we began to develop biblical worldview classes and apologetics and um, speech and debate. And I do uh, six or seven classes every year here. And it's just been the joy of our life. And I am indebted to God working through you, Pastor Mark. Amen. But, uh, and Another topic I could really get enthused over is what I see God doing here. I mean, is a miracle. The, I tell people the most exciting Christian university in the world, and I've been to a lot of them. But I want to talk about Kamal for a minute because um, you are a miracle of God's life-changing power. Amen. Um, for those that may not know, you were raised Muslim. Yes. And you were sold out for Islam, weren't you? Yes, I was a Muslim Sunni, born in Beirut, Lebanon. Uh, my cousin was for years the Grand Mufti of Lebanon, which is the Pope of Lebanon. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, that's where my life started. You know, we were not rich. We were, uh, we were humbly, you know, small, you know, big family, but a small house. And we grew up to know the love of Allah that we thought is. And then, and my life transpired from there. Mm. And God is using you mightily to bring people to Christ. We've used you in conferences. Folks, you need to book Kamal Salim and bring him to your town. Uh, among other things, you'll be inspired. You'll get a renewed sense of the power of God. But um, when you've spoken for us and you've been on the radio and been in our conferences, you teach Christians how to lead their Muslim neighbor to Christ. It's, it's, uh, it's really the art of... Uh knowing how, uh, the, uh, how to reach out, how to love your neighbor. Because when God says, you know, it's been told that to love your neighbor and hate your enemy. And then Jesus came and he said, I tell you the truth, love your neighbor and love your enemy. You know, so, and, uh, so when we came to something like this, you're not gonna win Islam, the Muslim without love, unconditional love of Jesus Christ. Right. 
Wow. So and uh, and and there's a there's a way to step into it. We need to understand how to step into it. And my book, Hishmael Redeemed, mm -hmm. you know, Call to the Kingdom, uh, will show you all these steps and how to step into reaching the Muslims, because it's not. You know, so many times I, I learned from my pastor, Pastor Mark, is you need to see where God is moving, where he's working, and you step forward and work with him. Today we see that God has a portal, a portal opened over the Muslim world, and God is bringing, you know, his, his appearance to the Muslims in, dream, in dreams and vision. And just when Saul had, you know, encounter with Jesus Christ and he was blinded, he was waiting for somebody to come and lead him to Christ. Mm -hmm. The Muslims are waiting for their Christian neighbors to come and share with them the love of Jesus Christ because they have seen him in dreams and visions and they have no idea what to do. Mm. Well, before we get into some content here, we're going to do a little bit of housekeeping. I want to tell you some things that are coming up, but I want these gentlemen to tell their websites because, look, if you're in church, you need a fresh vision about your leadership and how to effectively uh, have a church. Look at what is being done at Church for All Nations under Dr. Mark Coward and his staff. Brother, uh, what is the website for CFAN? churchforallnations.com mm -hmm. and then also I have markcowart.org you know we're okay. on Gospel Truth TV on daily mm -hmm. and then I've started a YouTube channel and if you go there you can learn all about us but churchforallnations.com will tell you about the church and everything's linked in. Kamal Salim your website. Uh, it is kumministries.com mm -hmm. that is K-O-O-M-E next word no spaces ministries, plural, dot com, coolministries.com. And we are on Facebook, we are on YouTube, and we're also on, uh, you know, X. So you can uh, work with us if you'd like, you know, just reach out and we will just work with you and help you to really know what to do. Well, and my own website is alexmcfarland.com, but also I want to make you aware of a, a website just to pray for one thing, equipretreat.org. We're doing six youth camps this summer. We'll have over a thousand teenagers total. And uh, here's what uh, I'm trying to do in our summer camps. We're trying to woke-proof America's teenagers. Uh, we talk about the gospel, we talk about biblical worldview, but we talk to young people about, and look, middle school, high schoolers, they've got questions about transgender, socialism, wokeness. And so at the very least, pray for us. But maybe no matter where you are, we're going to be in Montana, we're going to be in New Jersey, South Carolina, Indiana, all over America. Go to the website, equipretreat.org. Last summer total, we had about 330 kids pray to accept Christ and be saved. All of the kids said, Mr. McFarland, I feel like I can defend my faith. Yay. I've got videos of hundreds of kids saying, we are the generation that will restore America. Amen. And uh, don't you know that would make uh, a liberal's uh, head pop off <laughs> that we're telling these kids about God and country. But now, uh, before we go too much farther, folks, uh, here's some exciting things. February 15 through 17, that's tomorrow uh, through Friday, Andrew and Dwayne Sheriff are going to be in California. This is exciting. If you happen to be in California or want to go out there, the Riverside Gospel Truth Conference 24, February 15 through 17, it's at the Riverside Convention Center in Riverside, California. You can go to awmi.net slash events. It's a beautiful place out there. Both of these guys, 
incredibly powerful men of God, Dwayne Sheriff, Andrew Womack, in person. Then February 22nd and 23rd, now this is exciting. Oh boy, I wish I could go to this. Grace and Faith, Mexico. How about this? February 22nd, 23rd, this is in Estadio Santiago de Queretaro. Anyway, Andrew will be there. Mike Pickett will be there. Carrie Pickett will be there. Uh, Johan Towit. More information about the Mexico trip. Uh, awmi.net slash events. And then finally, March 7 through 9. This is just coming up. You got to get here. Men's Advance. Have either of you guys been to a Men's Advance conference? Oh, yes. Uh, powerful. This is at Karis, and if you've never visited the campus of Karis, it's amazing. March 7 through 9, Woodland Park, Colorado. Andrew will speak. Todd White, Jeremy Pearsons, Billy Epperhart, and you'll be here with several thousand men. Last year I was at Men's Advance, and the worship is amazing. The teaching will transform your life. Get your information at awmi.net slash events. And let me just say, if you've not been here, Woodland Park is super easy to get to. Uh, Colorado Springs, the airport, I'm in and out of there three dozen times a year. <laughs> but anyway, God is at work and you need to be a part of it. Guys, I want to ask you a question. Okay, if you read in Judges 7 and 8, God raised up Gideon. And with 300 men, not 20,000, 300, God is going to defeat the Midianites. Blow a trumpet, break some pottery, make noise. And so Gideon goes, first of all, to a little town called Sukkoth. And he says, my men are hungry, help feed us. And they say, nope, if you win this battle, come back and then we'll feed you. But we're not going to align with you till we know the outcome. And Gideon says, this is amazing. Okay, I'm going to go. Uh, deliver uh, from the Midianites, and then I'll come back, Gideon 8, 7, and I will tear your flesh with thorns and briars. And then he goes to uh, another place uh, called uh, Penuel, and he says, my men are hungry. Can you help feed us? And they say, no, we don't know if you're going to win or not. If you win, here's my point. It doesn't take a lot of faith to get on board when you know that victory is secure. It takes faith to stand strong, even if you think you're standing alone. And prior to this, and the, look, we're not facing Midianites, but we're facing Marxism. We're facing immorality. We're facing Islamism, Islamism atheism. They chose new gods, and there was chaos within the gates. Guys, how do we get back? Where is the power? Where are the leaders? Where are the voices saying the sword of the Lord and of Gideon, whether I live or die, victory or defeat, I'm going to stand for God because I know that's where I, I need to be. If I can share, Please. I believe the foundation of revival <clears throat> and reformation, and I realize I need to qualify this for some people, <clears throat> it is repentance. Amen. Now, I am not, you know, when you're born again, when you receive Jesus as your Savior, uh, you're born again, but now you have the lifelong journey to make Him Lord of your life. And what you were sharing about really what we've done in America, we've departed from the faith of our founding fathers. Mm -hmm. 
And so we have all sorts of other gods in America right now. There has to be, you know, I, I've said it this way. There's a great pastor that <clears throat> told the story in his house in Texas. They don't have basements much to speak of. So he had a crack in the sheetrock in his, in his hallway, so he called a handyman. And you know, they can fix that. They get their mud out and then they tape it and texture it. And there are guys that are artists at that. We've had it done in one of our previous homes. <clears throat> and so the guy fixed it and after he got it all done, you couldn't even see where there was a crack. Well, lo and behold, a month later, same thing. He called the handyman. He said, hey, you need to come out here. Your materials must have been faulty. And he said, I'm so sorry. So he fixed it again, did it. Couldn't even see where there was a crack. Lo and behold, a month later, same thing. Called the guy out. He goes, I don't know what you are doing or what you're, but he goes, look at this. And he, the guy looked at him and he said, could you give me just a minute? I need to go outside. He went outside. He was outside five, 10 minutes, came back in. He, he met him at the crack in the hallway and he said, you don't have a sheetrock problem. Mm -hmm. And this pastor being kind of funny said, well, you see a crack, I see a crack, and everybody that walks down this hall sees a crack. I think I've got a sheetrock problem. He said, no, come with me. He went outside and showed him the cracked foundation. Mm. And it's a simple fix. A lot of houses that do that, it's slab on grade. They drill down in it and they fix the foundation because the crack in the foundation was creating a permanent stress mm. So in America, if I could say it this way, we don't have a political problem. We have a spiritual problem. Amen. We have departed from the living God yeah. and we must come back to God. And I do believe, and I have sounded the alarm as much as I can from my part of the body of Christ that we've got to elect the right leaders. We have people that don't vote in America. They're not informed. Uh, they vote according to their pocketbook. But really, we have a spiritual problem in this country. And I'm telling you that until we get back and fix that foundational issue, we're going to keep having these same cracks over and over again. Wow. Well, Kamal, did you have something you were going to add? Well, I'm just what I'm seeing is the church is so complacent, but the, you know, because they're complacent, they are complicit. So mm. basically, the, 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 as they set the side, they said, this is not our game and uh, this is not my play, you know, and so they are watching everything happen. And unfortunately, it's going to cost our future generations, you know, mm -hmm. that they ha we have allowed. And yeah. unfortunately, and, and that's not a solution, but that's the, you know, so we know what the problem is. So uh, if you're just tuning in, this is Truth and Liberty. Alex McFarland here along with Pastor Mark Cowart, uh, evangelist, former Muslim, Christian author and leader Kamal Saleem. We're going to take calls in a few moments. And the number is 719-619-2341. Uh, we're a nation, I just looked this up, we have half a million ordained pastors and clergy. So there, there, there's half a million people that are ordained in the ministry. Uh, George Barna says there are 130 million born again adults. That's a third of the population. I hope that's true. There are 345,000 church buildings. But guys, is this descriptive of us in 2 Timothy 3? God's word says, know this, that in the last days, perilous times shall come. Men will be lovers of themselves, covetous, boasters. Goes on a long list of, you know, lovers of pleasure more than God. But it says this, 
having a form of godliness, but with no power. Guys, help, help me out here. We got a lot, lot of religious machinery, but our nation is dying. The chiefs were having a victory parade today and a shooter comes in and shoots. At Lakewood Church, Joel Osteen's church, Sunday afternoon, a woman goes in with a gun to open fire. Guys, is there a power and a protection from God that the church can invoke and re-experience? And can, can the church of Jesus one more time show our nation where the truth and the power is, Pastor Mark? I got to tell you that, you know, for years I had people coming and saying, oh, that Mark, he's getting off on that political thing That's again. But the fact of it is the last time I checked, you know, murder or the taking of life is not a political issue. It's a moral issue that the Bible's very clear on. Hmm. Now, it does end up in the political arena. Um, and so the Christians, you said, are complacent, therefore they are complicit. So this arena we call politics, which is government, which is a whole sphere of influence. When I teach on the seven mountains of influence, mm. I want to read, if you'll let me, I want to read this Charles Finney quote. Oh, um, you know, so I have people that throw this, well, brother, I'm just believing God for revival. And well, I am too. And I never thought I would learn about revival and reformation from a historian. But there's this gentleman named David Barton. I think we know him around here. And I've got a CD of his I've worn out before. I don't even know how many times I've listened, listened to it about revival, reformation, and nations. But he said most of the time when a revival is in play and going on, it, you can't think of it in weeks months or even years, but you have to think in decades. Mm. And oftentimes the people that God is using at the very forefront don't even know they're in a revival or being used. It takes a historian looking back and going, that was a That's revival. Right. That's okay. Right. <clears throat> and I learned this, they're messy, they're contentious, and they're divisive. Wow. And George Whitfield talked about, I had the honor today to have dead cats, rotten eggs, and other things thrown at me. My His goodness. biggest opponents were the church, the complacent, complicit Christians. But Finney said this, it seems sometimes as if the foundations of the nation are becoming rotten. And Christians seem to act as if they think God does not see what they do in politics. But I tell you, he does see it. And he will bless or curse this nation according to the course they take. Mm -hmm. You know, what we see is our founding fathers, and you talked about all the clergy we have. Yeah. Brother, I think if you took many of the founding fathers that didn't really pastor a church or anything like that, their Bible reading habits, oh, yeah. their personal morality, their prayer life, you could take one of them, some of those individuals, and put a hundred pastors together and they would leave them all in the dust for their walk with God, oh, yeah. their fear of God. So, and, and, and their trust, at God was their source. Amen. Yeah. Amen. It's interesting that, you know, when we came to inf infiltrating this nation and causing an invasion that America didn't know about, which is spiritual invasion, and still the church did not sense it, and we could not trigger things correctly. So we came with the understanding if we watch where the church is, if the church is in this place, we know this place is, is going to be a messy. 
So let's not step into the place. We saw every place the church evacuated and we were targeting that place because it, there's no uh, nobody over there to oppose us. Mm -hmm. So we projected ourselves into that place. And now, you know, the Islamists are infiltrating the church like Chrislam. A lot of churches, they have Muslims celebrating there, so you could not tell whether it's a mosque or a church. Mm. We're, we're going to take a break in a moment, but here's what I want to ask you, viewers. If you are a Christian, and I hope you are, and by the way, if you've never come to Christ, here's a number you can call for prayer, 719-635-1111. Maybe tonight you need to come to Christ. Maybe you feel like you need to come back to Christ. But as a believer, and I hope you are a believer, if you want to know about how God can use you, to walk in victory, not up and down, stumbling, but in a consistent, healthy, fruit-bearing, joyous life for Jesus. You stay tuned and call. That's what we're going to talk about. 719-619-2341. We're back after this. Hey, you know, a big part of what we do here at Truth and Liberty is to provide you with the resources that you need in order to stand for truth in the public square. So I want to remind everybody to go to our website and check out our resources page at truthandliberty.net slash resources, where you can find material that discusses just about every issue we're facing today in our culture. And these are things that are prepared by our strategic partners and some of the uh, most influential and important organizations in America today. Andrew has many conferences and seminars around the globe each year. For the latest information on Andrew's complete speaking schedule, visit our website at awmi.net slash events. You were created with a purpose. Written in the heart of God. Long before you were born, He is calling you to find it. We want to help you experience His unconditional love to be equipped and empowered to become a world changer. Welcome back to Truth and Liberty. So honored that you're watching. We'll get to calls in just a moment. If you want to call in, there are lines open. You'll get through tonight. And, you know, we're talking about the Holy Spirit, but maybe you've got a Bible question. Uh, there are two Bible scholars plus me. And so tonight, if you want to call in, 719-619-619. Uh, uh, you know, um, let me talk about this for a second. Because our nation, look, there's, this is an election year. And there, there was a time, David Barton and Bill Federer talk about when pastors would preach election sermons, you know, because as the founders said, that it is in our best interest to select and prefer Christians for our leaders. Well, we're in a time, our nation and our freedoms, not to mention the economy, just uh, you know, stability, prosperity, those things hang in the balance. And, and guys, I really do think fundamentally all of the problems of life come down to spiritual issues, really. And so uh, you can play a role in being salt and light these days. But here's the thing. 
Uh, there was a movie some years ago called Sea Biscuits. It was about a racehorse. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a really good movie, actually. True story, very, one of the most winning racehorses ever. And the thing was, it didn't have quite the pedigree of all the other racehorses. And uh, this trainer believed in Sea Biscuit and said, this horse has a gear all the other horses don't. And in the races, this horse would get way, way behind. And when it looked like there was no way, that magical gear would kick in and Sea Biscuits would lap the field and win the race. And I think about the church. I've seen it, guys. I know you all have. There, there's a gear that can kick in, and that gear is called the Holy Spirit of God. And I, I've seen Christians that you least would expect something would come together. Maybe they would cry out to God. Maybe they would humble themselves. I've seen a lot of God's people and a lot of very unlikely churches be the place where God in a major way showed up. Kamal, I'm going to first ask you, how can we get that? Can, can, is that visitation from God and power of the Spirit, is it available to every Christian? Absolutely, you know, the, God is, uh, He has no limits and He's always looking for this one person that will seek His face so He can send that person forward. But I think so many times that when we have, uh, you know, the wrong president in our nation that uh, start, you know, turning the boiling part, you know, uh, pot and, uh, and, and so, and therefore we become the main course, you know, so therefore that awakens the, the Christian seems like Christians are happy as long as nobody's coming toward them. And now when they are losing and they are angry with their life and how people are treating them, they start coming out forward. But I believe, you know, when the Word of God says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, I think we forget what uh, you know, humility is. It's, it's time to, to really go into supplication. Basically, we need to go to fight before God. This victory can be won before God, you know, if we call upon him, he said, he will show us great and mighty things we do not know or understand. I believe we are in that place and now we need to come home. You, when you have ministered around the world, and I know, Kamal, you have been in some of the most intensely Islamic parts of the world, do you feel a spiritual uh, heaviness? Do you feel spiritual warfare in the air? Absolutely, when I was living there in the beginning, I was that spiritual effect, you know, because I was looking for my kill, like who is that person who is the enemy, you know, but when I became a believer full of Jesus Christ, when I start going to that place, these places are really dangerous, you know, so many times you know that you're being watched, you know, I mean, I was one time, you know, I went to the nation, I'm not going to call the nation's name, but I was going to pray in a mosque specifically. And I was so tired because I hit 27 mosques that day. And then I fell asleep. And then when I woke up, this man was sitting next to me, staring at me. And he said, we know who you are. You're not one of us. Mm. You are, you know, he started calling me out. He didn't know, and the smell that came out of him, it smelled like burning sulfur, you know, and I knew right away that I'm, ex, you know, being exposed by the enemy. So I got up and left, you know, so when we are Christian, we need to go and understand that if we don't pray and really be prepared to, be, to go to those places, 
we will not win this battle. Do you feel like in America there is a spiritual battle and a darkness and a heaviness that uh, maybe in previous decades it was elsewhere in the world, but now it's here? Yes, there's principalities all over the United States of America. They're moving here because United States of America is the final frontier. And if America is lost, you know, then the whole world would be lost. You know, uh, I heard one time a sermon about, uh, you know, how the enemy is trying to chop the world into multipolarism to create different nations, different, you know, different group people so they can create a great divide and then clash of the cultures. And so when we look at this, we see that the world order today, they are moving into the United States of America, that America is not doing what they're supposed to do. So the enemy running rabbit, we see Iran is running to take over the Middle East, China trying to take the Far East. You know, uh, it's happening all over. Russia is trying to take the Far, you know, East Europe. We're in a place that the absence of America will affect you know, it will affect the whole world, including Israel. Mm -hmm. And so therefore, we need to be not just praying for America, we need to be praying for Israel and the move of God, and we need to know our destiny. And our destiny is within us, and we need to let the des our destiny call us out. So many times we're waiting for God, and God says, it's in you. Just reach out and move forward, you know. And so uh, this is where we are today, and we need to know the art of war. Pastor Mark, where is the power? Well, one of the things from my line of sight, <clears throat> when you go back, <clears throat> I've told this story so many times, if you've heard it, you may be tired, but I heard this term, black robe regiment. Okay. And it, I, it was actually a three-page article by David Barton several years ago. And I thought, I wonder what that is. The first thing that came to mind, I thought of judges. You know, judges wear black robes. Mm -hmm. And it was really a a catalyst and a turning point in my life when I read this three-page article by David Barton. The Black Robe Regiment was a backhanded comment by the British referencing the clergy of the day, later confirmed by even secular historians, that if the clergy of the day, the pastors of the day, had not spoken out over tyranny and what the Bible says about liberty and freedom, there never would have been a revolution. Right. And they also said if there had been a revolution that broken out, it wouldn't have been sustainable without the pastors. My conviction, and I love pastors dearly with all my heart because I am one, and, and uh, you know, Peter Drucker, kind of a success guru, he, uh, he's dead now, but he said that pastoring was one of the top three to four most dangerous professions really? in America. Really? And uh, it's quite an interesting thing, high expectations, lots of pressure. But the bottom line, our good friend, General Jerry Boykin, we all know him, we love him. Amen. I was on a conference call with about 20 other pastors and him, and it was Q&A, mm -hmm. and one of the pastors said, General, what... What is the most important thing we need to know as pastors? And he said there was an era in the founding era, pastors were the most informed people in America. Yeah. You would go to the church to find out if there was an earthquake, you'd go to church Sunday and the pastor would say what the Bible says about earthquakes, yeah. solar eclipses, yeah. whatever. And of course we know that the Declaration of Independence is a collection of sermon topics. The, you know. That oh my goodness yes and forgive me for interrupting but you know John Wesley the founder of Methodism who also 
got thrown out of a few churches. You know, I was reading about, speaking about, you know, are pastors supposed to be these meek, kind, little touchy-feely uh, <laughs> stuffed animals? Uh, John Wesley was preaching in England and they ran him off, so he went out and preached in a cow pasture and a crowd of several hundred came, but some were throwing cow manure at him. And he wrote in his journal, it's a great day, God has used me, you know. Uh, Anyway, here's my point, that Wesley said the local congregation deserves the highest scholarship the church has to offer. Mm. And, and I do believe pastors, obviously we preach the Word. If you're a Sunday school teacher, the Bible is our textbook. But yeah, we do need to understand history, geopolitical goings on. I, I really think one of the pastor's jobs is to... Um, challenge their flock to attend to the stewardship of the mind. Is that, am I saying that right? I do believe that. You know, one of the things, the church, I say it this way, as the church goes, so goes the nation. Amen. But as the pastor goes, so goes the church. And I don't know if the audience perceives or discern who sits between us. First off, if people don't believe in miracles, let us introduce you to one. Amen. I really believe, I really mean that from the sense of a brand plucked out of a fire, a warrior from his youth. I've got to get this in so we don't let the broadcast. His new book, Ishmael Redeemed, they'll put it up on the screen, mm -hmm. is a book every one of you have to get. Uh, Ishmael Redeemed, <clears throat> there's a chapter, your parents taught you to hate. That's right. And we talked about, I, I brought up on Sunday when you were at CFAN that uh, I heard a Palestinian woman, she watched the video of her suicide bomber son who was now deceased. He had already blown himself up, customary to give a message to the family. She said, I wish I had a hundred sons that I could give for Allah. I can't wrap my mind. So it's been said, it's not the size of the dog in the fight, the size of the fight in the dog. Right. We don't have any fight in our pastors anymore. I, I loved what you said that we're, our pastors are supposed to be these little meek stuffed animals and, you know, you know, hold a sheep under their arm and stroke it. No, the pastors of the founding era, they led. And, and, and so Kamal's book, Ishmael Redeemed, God, I'll just give you a, this spoiler alert here. God is going to move among the Muslims, almost 2 billion Muslims now. There will be an unprecedented harvest. And here is the Amen. first fruits of this. Yes. And it's happening all over the world. It's happening in Indonesia today, uh, over 60% conversion of Indonesia. Indonesia is the biggest Muslim nation on, uh, in the world. But then we look at Iran. Iran is the fastest growing church it's on fire. Praise you know, and heavily just, persecuted though. Th they are because they are coming out of their closet and they said, I'm Christian. And so they're putting them on Friday after Salat, after the prayers on the mosque, they're hanging them and killing them, you know, because they converted. Because, mm. so Iran converted to Sharia uh, governing so they can adjudicate against conversion. Otherwise they were not so, so, but this is happening all over, including in Gaza family after family during the war with Israel, these people ha were having an encounter with Jesus Christ, mm. you know, and so you go like, why God is doing this? Yeah. And what's happening? You know, God came to create this one new thing, the one new man. The one new man is to create in himself 
uh, a new humanity to take the hostility of the world, the Gentiles and the Jews, and bring them together under the cross to make them one. And, but God then again, he made a promise to Father Abraham in regard to his son Ishmael, that he will bless him and he will make him great. So we, and, and he will multiply him. So we see God took upon this as a covenant with himself to watch over Ishmael. And we see all the things that's taking place right now, that they are leading into what God is trying to do, the one new humanity in Christ Jesus. The we church. saw the church and also we're seeing, you know, the Abrahamic covenants with the, the, the Muslims and Jews coming together under, under President Trump. You know, and we were seeing all this happening and the acceleration that even Saudi Arabia is coming to accept Israel as a sovereign nation and declare that Jerusalem is the state capital of Israel. And not just that, but I'm here to say, watch and see according to the word of God in the book of Isaiah 60, the Saudi will build the temple. They will build the third temple out of their monies, wait and see. They will say, this is a gift from Ishmael to his brother Isaac. And this is all of it is happening. And you go like, how is that possible? It's God's story, it's not ours. Well, listen, this is uh, Truth and Liberty. The number is 719-619-2341. When we, uh, I, I'm gonna take a call, then I've got a couple of things I wanna share about what God is doing in the world. And folks, again, the power being used by God no, having the assurance and the security and stability every day, being confident in Christ and knowing every day that you can do things that count for eternity, that's available to every Christian. Maybe you think, well, yeah, I, I believe God would work through the life of Mark Cowart. I see God powerfully in the life of Kamal Salim, but God wants to be powerfully present and operative in your life. Amen. We're going to talk about how that can happen. Right now, we're going to take our first call. This is uh, Randall in Colorado. Randall is a subscriber. Thank you for supporting Truth and Liberty. Randall, welcome. You're on. Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, first of all, I'd love to have each of you, all of you together in a room so I could just ask question upon question because the, the scripture says in the presence of many counselors, plans are established, correct? So Amen. my question, my question is, uh, Kamal, you alluded in class this morning about a time when you were focused on the family and uh, Alex was there and someone from the Muslim Brotherhood or somewhere else tried to take you out and Alex was a witness to that, but you didn't finish the story. Could you speak to that? Uh, I will not speak to that, Brother Randall, because I'm going to let these two men that witnessed it, both of them happened to be there. One of them crossed the street, Pastor Mark, my pastor, and my brother Alex was in there watching the whole thing. I'm going to let you talk about it, and then you can talk about it. Well, and... This man, uh, he obeys the Lord. I mean, I know God called you to be an evangelist and a speaker, but also in a way, because I remember you and I talked back in those days, a little bit of your launching into ministry. Had you stayed there, I think it would have been dangerous That's for right. the ministry because basically 
people showed up and said, hey, we know he's here. Uh, give us Kamal and nobody gets hurt. Two yeah. of them most wanted on the yeah. CIA list. Two of them most wanted. I know, I, I know. And so we were working at Focus on the Family. It, you know, it's funny. I, I tell this story. Now, Kamal is very muscular. He works out. And this is you know, nearly 20 years ago. I had spoken in chapel and we did a big event at Focus and brought in, you know, Josh McDowell and some great speakers. And my assistant said, um, uh, the, the head of the IT department wants to have lunch with you in the cafeteria. And I was like, really? Hmm, okay. Well, the first time I ever met Kamal Saleem, we were having a meal down there talking. And Kamal said to me, said, Alex, you need to tell this to the church. You need to preach. We must talk about Islamists coming in. And I'll never forget, he stood up and here's this guy that's like an Olympian, and he kind of shook me by the shoulders and he said, you know, our nation is in jeopardy. And I was like, please don't kill me, you know. But I, I learned so that this man exudes the love of Jesus. But we had so many conversations, but it, it's true, folks, this is real. Um, and Kamal, we give God the glory, but you are one of the most brave human beings I've ever known. You're one of the most obedient. Um, I, I want to be a man of God like you are. Oh, my goodness. I'm, I'm flawed man. I have a lot of issues. I'm working on it. I'm in the making. I'm still cranking. And, uh, but we, we need to pray, intercede for the safety of this man. Amen. Amen. And my wife, Victoria. Amen. Because she is in, in that place. And, and attacks, don't, they, they don't come physically only. They come spiritually as well. Yeah. You know, so... As I shared at the beginning, Kamal started attending our church in 1996. <clears throat> and for years, I knew a little bit about <laughs> your background, but it just didn't come up. And then it, uh, the season came that God was going to raise you up. And what most people don't realize is, you know, Yasser Arafat has put you out in front of all the Islamic youth. He was my teacher. He you sat my... at the table of Mamar Gaddafi? He was at my daddy. I call him father. Mm. I, uh, he was a f my father. You know? I, I remember, forgive me, I remember the day I'm sitting there, he's telling me his testimony. And at that point, you know, you, you were not in full-time ministry, you were working in the computers and I'm listening. I called Angie and guys, I've heard, of, I've heard some salvation testimonies. Praise God. This man is a miracle. That's why, look, go to Coombe Ministries. Folks, you need to bring this man to your city. He'll, he'll speak to youth. He'll speak in churches. He's anointed of God. Kamal is used very fruitfully no matter what audience he's in front of. But I called my wife. I said, hey, can I have uh, two friends over for dinner? Angie said, yeah. And Kamal and Victoria came to our house. <laughs> and I said, Angie, you have never heard a testimony like this. And, and we were wiping away tears. We were shouting praises to God. You're a miracle, my dear brother. Thank you, brother. But you were there when an attack took place. Well, what it, this is the interesting thing. So my financial planner at the time, uh, his office looks right down at the front of Focus on the Family. And we were talking one day and he was in his office and looked because I believe these were Pakistani men. They were. They were. And they came and they said, surrender. Come on, Salim. Yeah. Or we're bringing the building down. But they, and, and, you know, we have this at our church. You know, we have 
buttons that we can push and it will send the police immediately. And I forget how many agencies were there. The FBI was there, the sheriff was there, the police were there, the... Uh, was it the SWAT team too? The SWAT came across circling, looking for these people all over. And, and you know, we've had a lot of meals together over the years. <laughs> yes. We've had a lot of fellowship. And some of the stories, um, you need to pray for people like Kamal Salim what they call MBB, Muslim background believers can have some of the most intense persecution. And one of the things, um, I have read things about Kamal that are just attacks from Christians that do not know this man. Mm -hmm. And we know this man and his family. And one of the things is the devil has a special hatred, but it was like, you know, and I encourage, you said go to Coom Ministries. If you want to really hear just a radical, crazy story, read Blood of Lambs, The Blood of yeah, Lambs. That's it, my autobiography. It, 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 it'll make you weep. Your first terrorist mission, seven years of age, uh, you know, you ran into the hands of the Muslim Brotherhood and they began to protect you. The rejection by your father and your mother telling you at four years old that Kamal, your destiny is to die, killing Christians and Jews. Yes. And, and, you know, we in the Western world, we can't even wrap our brain around that. Yeah. And that's why the miracle of this, and this is what is so powerful in the book, Ishmael Redeemed, God is going to bring a harvest among the, Jew, uh, the Muslims that I think is going to stagger the imagination. You know what it reminds me of? The Lord gave me Habakkuk 1.5 in 1978. And I'm a young baby believer on fire for God and it leapt off the page. Look out among the heathen, regard and wonder marvelously for I will work a work in your day which you will not believe even though it be told. And it is Amen. for today. This is for today. This is for today. This Hallelujah. is for today. Hallelujah. You know, and, but anyhow, uh, the, the, with all this, uh, Paul said it poetically. He said, to live is Christ and to die is gain. So, you know, when, when your life becomes about Jesus Christ, it's really great to celebrate Christ here, but it's also great to celebrate Him there. But I can't leave yet until I bring some more people. You yes. know? I don't want my time to be up because I, I'm, I'm hoping to train missionaries, to train missionaries out there to teach how to reach the Muslims because we have no understanding. We are winging it together to make it happen. But there is a way, you know, and we need to adapt those ways into our ministries to understand who are these people, what their bloodlines, what their curses, what their blessings, why they do this, how to reach into their heart. Uh, and, and is God is going to be on your side? And how, if that's the case, then how do you step into this? Uh, Amen. There's so much into it. I want to get another call before this next break. Bill in Alabama. Bill, thanks for holding. Welcome to Truth and Liberty with our guests, Kamal and Pastor Mark. Bill, you're on. Well, thank you very much, Alex. Uh, I'd like to start by saying, Kamal, uh, my wife and I respect you highly. Thank you. And uh, you are in our prayers, and we believe, God, for your protection, you and your wife. Amen. Um, thank you. What I wanted to ask you, it, it starts about uh, two days ago. I received a um, video of a sheriff in Ohio, and he was talking about he had just come out of a meeting with the FBI, and they had appraised him of what's going on in this country. And they said it's not a matter of if, it is a matter of when there will be terrorist attacks. Yes, sir. Uh, they are training people through the sheriff's department 
And I was just wondering from you. Now, I, I, I'm growing in this. I'm not there, but I truly believe in Luke 10, 19, which says, Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Uh, but along with that, Colleen, would you, Kamal, would you recommend being trained by the local sheriff's department? Uh, absolutely, and and we need to take those warning to heart. I met with the, with the sheriff in Texas, you know, the main sheriff over the state of Texas, and he he was talking to me about the articles that they're finding, you know, that these people are crossing the border and what they're leaving behind. And and another group in California took me over there. They showed me all those, you know, badges, you know, Iranians, uh, you know, Pakistanis, you know, what's Afghani's. All of them, you know, like they are leaving their things before they cross the United States of America. But then it's not from the southern border anymore. Now they're coming from the north because Canada is allowing these people to get citizen instantly. So what's happening in here, they are not just infiltrating the culture, they are they creating Islamic hegemony, you know, which is they are trying to establish zoning of the United States of America. What is zoning is when they build a mosque, Islamic school, and Islamic center, what happened, that's called triangle, and this has become a city, and now it becomes Sharia zoned, which is meaning is the constitution of Islam will constitute in that zone, and you could not enter this, yeah. and they build upon it. They start bringing more Muslim and take over, but the other things, they are training in here. A lot of them now, Russia in the old days used to train us. My group was trained in Russia, but these group now, they are trained in China. And the Chinese are coming here with them together. These people are that they train together. So the time right now that we're in, prayers is really, really important. You know, most failure, I learned that from my pastor, is prayer failure. Yeah. Most failure is a, pr a prayer failure. The second thing is we need to know that when the Muslims refugees are coming to the United States of America, statistically, if you don't reach out to them in two years, then the radical will take them in. We have an opportunity to make the difference. But then we are teaching on many biblical things in the church. How about teaching about reaching the Muslims? How about teaching about what do we do with this situation? We are more afraid of what the Muslim will do than what God can do. Hold that thought. And by the way, let me just say this fact. There is a terrorist training camp outside of Atlanta, Georgia. I have uh, driven past it. Uh, I've talked with law enforcement in Texas. I've also been into Canada. There are so many mosques. And that's why it's important, the persons for whom we vote. We cannot have these triangles and no-go zones in America. Now, we're going to talk further, and we want your calls. Frank, Bill, we'll get to you. Stay tuned. Truth and Liberty is back after this. At Truth and Liberty Coalition, we work to unify, educate, and mobilize the body of Christ to change nations. That's why I want to encourage you to go to our website at truthandliberty.net and subscribe so that you can begin receiving regular updates uh, about our show, news items, action alerts, blog posts, and much, much more. Uh, all you have to do is go to the website, click subscribe, share your email address, and you'll begin to be equipped to stand for truth in the public square. Are you in ministry and want to connect with other like-minded ministers? Andrew Womack founded the Association of Related Ministries International, or ARMY, 
to serve, equip, and empower you for success in your ministry through relationships, community, and resources. But just being a part of this, uh, being filled with the Word of God and with Army and fellowshipping, knowing that I have other ministers with me, it is awesome. We have met such precious people through Army. Uh, there's people I know I can call when I'm in a jam. Ministers have a safe place to come. We can unify and unite for the kingdom. As an Army member, some of the benefits you'll enjoy are Bible teaching correspondence courses, regional advocates for personal support and ministry, regional events for networking, one-on-one -on -one ministry and encouragement, our monthly newsletter, and more. You don't have to do ministry alone. Join this growing network of dynamic and elite ministers from across the U.S. and around the world today. Welcome back to Truth and Liberty. We're talking about some vitally important issues because they impact all of our futures and the future of our nation. Hey, I want to encourage you. Tell people about truthandliberty.net. My goodness, every night, five nights a week, incredible programming. There's Andrew Womack. There's Richard Harris. There's Dwayne Sheriff. There's incredible people like Pastor Mark Coward and Kamal and uh, frequent guest E.W. Jackson. And so you can subscribe. Um, I write articles. I submit articles regularly to Richard Harris and they wind up on the Truth and Liberty website. Richard is always writing news articles and op-eds. So you can go to truthandliberty.net slash subscribe and we'll keep you apprised of what God is doing through this to equip and inspire. But also let me say this, you know the gospel is free. It is, but it does take resources to deliver that free message. So maybe you want to become a partner and donate and you can go to truthandliberty.net slash donate. And if you would pray about being a giver and what you're doing, your donations are helping evangelize, equip, mobilize, and dispatch. Look, we know the battle is the Lord's. God is our source. We're looking unto Jesus, believe me. But God works through people. And God wants to work through you. So don't just be a spectator, be a participant. This is vitally important. Now we're gonna get back to our calls. If you wanna call in, you've maybe, whether it's something we're talking about or something else, a Bible question. Uh, the number is 619, I'm sorry, 719-619-2341. Because listen to this, I was, I gotta tell you this about the infiltration. And look, we love people, we want people to get saved, but Archdale, North Carolina, that's near where I live, near Greensboro. There was going to be this major Islamic compound and uh, it didn't pass the zoning, thank the Lord. Amen. And then all of a sudden, people were talking about in High Point, North Carolina, where they build furniture, the mayor and city council and different people were seen in uh, the most expensive restaurants that, and they were dining with people that were obviously Arabic people in their dress. And suddenly, all of a sudden, the big Islamic land redevelopment got green lighted. And same thing I could tell you about in Gilroy, California. I was out there <clears throat> and uh, we're talking mosque, Islamic schools down in Texas. Kamal, um, I, here's what's going on. They're buying the politicians. They're buying the zoning. Uh, one last thing, I was down in Texas and I saw this mosque being built as big as a mall. At first, uh, contractors wouldn't work on it. They said, well, we're, we're just framers, pipe fitters, concrete, we're not gonna work. Suddenly, they were and 
I was, I heard this from the people. They said the Islamic uh, developers were saying to the builders, bricklayers, we'll pay you three times the going rate if you'll work on this job. And so um, money opens doors. Our nation should not be for sale, guys. You know, when we look at the situation, it's really, it's grim, you know, from one perspective, but thank God for, for Jesus yes. and all that he did for us. When we look at the state of Qatar, the nation of Qatar, Qatar over, put over $100 billion so far in the United States of America in our inter education system. You know, and they are buying our education system. You look at the city of Hamatramic in Michigan. Mm -hmm. So the Muslims start moving in. Now they have 90,000 Muslims. The mayor of the, the, of this, the city is a Muslim. This, uh, the city councils are Muslim. The sheriff, the police, all the, you know, the people, you know, so the whole city is a Muslim city now. So it's Sharia zoned. We go to Minnesota. Minnesota, now they have the, the, the wonder case and they can do the call to prayers five times a day on loudspeakers. It starts early in the morning when it's dark and it finishes late at night when it's dark. So therefore, they are stepping in slowly but surely. You know, you don't hear a lot about this because the media is protecting them because the Muslims are buying into the media and they own, you know, great majority in the media places. So their money is reshaping our, you know, seven sphere of influence mm. with finances, with the God of Mammon. You know, I want to back to Bill's question. Uh, do you anticipate an Islamic attack? You know, Kamal, I believe, you know, over the years I've seen you opposed in your ministry. And yet I want to say this as a pastor, I recommend you absolutely without hesitation, 100% pastor, if you're watching, this man can be trusted in your pulpit. Amen. Now, he may deliver some truth that may cause some people to be fearful or upset, but there's such an anointing on your life. Kamal, this is what is concerning me. We've been under siege for decades. We just were talking during the break about some presidents previously that had a good name and I always thought of them a good, but they were in bed with the enemy. I can talk about it. The, the infiltration started a long time ago, but it accelerated with Bush Sr. Bush Sr. accelerated the infiltration into United States of America. And then we, uh, you know, he's the one who orchestrated Saddam Hussein to rise in power. He was trained, the CIA trained the Bush administration, you know, and under the CIA, trained Saddam Hussein to be in power. And so he made his son to erase Saddam Hussein. These are very important, but then we see under Obama, it accelerated. And then under uh, President Biden, uh, Biden, what oh, happened? Biden. So yeah, I think you got that right, actually. Under, yeah. uh, under <laughs> <laughs> forgive me, Lord. Uh, so under Biden, what happened is we see that the Islamists came to him and they said to him, we will guarantee you your victory and the vote of every Muslim in America if you allow us into the government. They sit in the FBI, they sit in the CIA, the FBI now oppose the people of the United States of America. We see the CIA turning against America, now everybody's monitored, and we see them now in the military, they are just changing the military from inside. Now they sit in colleges, they have a prayer houses, 
in hospitals, in every place, in the airports, and they are just little by little shaping America, changing America little by little. And, and these are important to know about. Why? Because we have let all this happen, but sooner or later we're going to wake up and we, get, we will not be able to change this. Now is the time to start pray about it and do something about it and, or bring me about it. Yeah. And let me talk about it. Well, and how I thank God for raising up truth and liberty at this time, because truth and liberty is unique in that, yes, we talk about uh, the world and politics and trends, but we mesh it with a biblical worldview, and I believe practical uh, advice on how to get your Christian life in, in high gear. We're not victims here. We're not cowering away, just uh, waiting, someday I'll die and go to heaven and white knuckle it till I get there. No, we are, Daniel 11:32. the people who know their God will be strong and do exploits. And we can, know our God, don't we? Yes, we do. And this is God's nation. Amen. I'm telling you, we are one nation under okay. God. And another mutual friend I was saying, John Guandolo, who yes. teaches at practice, <clears throat> has a ministry, or bit, well, it's his he, He's the real thing. He is the real thing. Former FBI and all sorts of things, but understanding the threat. I'm telling you, it would shock this nation if they could see the threat. And I think the biggest concern I have, I believe there is the multiplied millions of people that have been coming across the border. It's not women and children. It's OTMs other than Mexican. That's right. And they are Middle East men. They're young. Yeah. Uh, and our government, when David Barton was involved in getting all of those refugees out of Afghanistan, now I heard this from David directly. These people were vetted and our government was our biggest obstacle, Refused. the State Department. Sure. And when they found out they had an airliner headed to a country, they'd call that country. And they would say, don't allow that, that to land. But yet they were allowing these unvetted people. I believe we're setting on a time bomb in America. And the only hope for all that we've been talking about is the church, the body of the true body of Christ. Yes. And pastors are going to be key to this whole thing. Guys, about 15 months ago, and I told Kamal this the other night, and Bill, we're going to come back to you. Frank, keep holding. Callers, we will get to you. 719 619 Two, three, four, one. About 15 months ago, I was in Southwest Texas, and I was down there for about two weeks preaching. Uh, I was in a number of Yorktown, Yoakum, Corpus Christi, and preaching over at the border. Guys, listen to this. Law enforcement officers were coming to my preaching services, mm. mayors of small Texas towns. They said, Alex, you're on the radio. Can you do something? We have apprehended illegals coming across the border that were trained in jihadi camps in China, Arabic young men. Now, and I, I was told this by several sheriffs in several Texas border towns. They said, imagine a uh, vehicle comes into town with New York plates, Chicago plates, St. Louis, Missouri plates. Suddenly, after dark, half a dozen men come out of the bushes, get in, they go up into the interior of America. A Texas sheriff said to me, said, uh, our best <coughs> info is terror cells are being built that can at some future point be activated. 
Now, I'm not saying this to get people paranoid or afraid. We are, we have love and power and a sound mind yes. in the Spirit of God. But this is real, come on. Here's something. Uh, I don't want it to be focused on, on, only on what's really happening and that's a real thing. I want you to know that God is running special on Muslims. <laughs> God is really interested in bringing the Muslims, and there is a war in heaven between Satan and God to, to bring, you know, uh, who, both of them are fighting for Muslims. Don't look at all Muslims are terrorists, you know, and, and don't be suspicious of every Muslim. Start integrate with the Muslims, start inviting them to your home to know who they are or go to them, take them, you know, start having a relationship with them because we need to reach to the Muslims because the majority of the Muslim, 99%, 0.9%, they don't understand what Islam is. They don't because you have multiple flavor, you have 31 flavor of Islam, and every Muslim is trying to say, well, what is the truth? So therefore, the, the, the reason why they act the way they act, because the only exemption in Islam is to die for Allah and jihadism, so therefore you can be uh, sent to heaven directly, otherwise you have to be judged in hell. So therefore, let's give them something to take them to heaven without dying to go to hell. Mm. Amen. Bill, did you have a final question or final thought? Bill in Alabama. Yes, I just want to thank Kamal for his dedication to Christ because, again, as, as you gentlemen are saying, that is what is going to win the win the war eventually. Uh, I would like to just say one thing. If you gentlemen have never read George Washington's vision of the last days, it is available on the internet, and I think it would do you well to read that because it's very eye-opening. Yeah, it, it's it, you've heard of it. It's a miracle, uh, folks. Let me encourage you, and I know our mutual friend Bill Federer has written on this, and David Barton. But George Washington had a vision about America, and uh, the founders believed it. Uh, I believe it. God raised up America. Uh, at least in large part, to contribute mightily to the Great Commission. And that's why we've been caught in the crosshairs of spiritual warfare. Satan hates America. We were founded, we are founded on biblical principles, but thank you for bringing that out. Let's go to Missouri. Frank in Missouri, thank you for holding, and welcome to this special edition of Truth and Liberty. So from listening to you guys talk, it's just too awesome. And come on, you touch my heart when you, the, the way that you're talking. Yeah, thank God for Jesus. So, uh, keep my eyes on Jesus. That's yeah, yeah. No, the blessing. I got. I got a question. But uh, 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 tagging into some of the things that uh, that uh, you said, Alec, uh, in the beginning there about those. How many ministers were there? 16,000, 160,000 uh, ordained ministers in America? What, today? Fi half a million. Like 540, I know. I, I got to believe if they were really preaching, we'd look different. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I, I have a question. I have a question around that, but I know uh, that I'm not supposed to do this, but I'm doing it anyways. You know, because you mentioned uh, who was it that was throwing the eggs or, or they were throwing eggs at him at first. It was brought to my attention. I was asleep. I don't know if they were doing it on the account that I was in the house. 
but they climbed up on my roof and they're throwing eggs. <laughs> and if it was not economy, I ought to be rejoicing, right? <laughs> Amen. Anyhow, anyhow uh, I do got a question around to all those ministers, and I just want to make this comment that I got to live in Germany for two years, mm. and uh, I mean the 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 brother said I made a friend of a teacher there, and he he said that it was it be you couldn't build a church in in Germany in Hamburg Germany, uh, but you could it would be real easy to build a a, a, mosque. a mosque, yeah. So I just wanted to make that comment, and and it's the same same spirit that's uh, trying to uh, attach itself to America, trying to negate the church. Anyways, I I I got a Bible school question. Uh, uh, come on, and uh, Alec, you brought it up. It said, and, and, and you mentioned Joel Olstein. That uh, you, do you think that he uh, he? Let me ask the question first. The question is. Uh-huh. You think that these ministers uh, have become so obsessed with the ministry of the Lord that they uh, forget about the Lord of the ministry, or they get the ministry of the Lord first and don't put the Lord of the ministry where where he's Hmm. supposed to be? And uh, yeah, and I'm... Well, Frank, hey, let me jump in here for a second. That's a good question. And Look, only God knows another man's heart. And, you know, I thank God for the, the ones like Mark Coward and a and hundred I could name that are faithful and they are preaching the word, loving their people and imparting God's truth to congregations. Um, but I want to say a word to those that, and this is 85% of the churches in America aren't mega churches. There are a lot of little churches. I, I've preached in some churches of 5,000 people, but most of my preaching has been in churches of 150 people, small churches. And here's the thing, though. Um, Thank God for the little corner church. Amen. And pastor, church member, never underestimate what a small church might do. Because, listen, three people filled with the Holy Spirit of God, that's more powerful than 500 people that are walking in the flesh. So each and every church, what I want to say, it's like Mordecai told Esther in Esther Mm 4.14. Mordecai said, you have been put in the kingdom for just such a time as this. this, And I want to say to every born again believer, whether you're five years old or 105, if you are a, a believer in Jesus, you carry about you the power of the Holy Spirit. You proclaim the word that Isaiah 55 says will not return void. And Pastor Mark, I believe, you know, we have our heroes like Whitfield and and, uh, Wesley and Finney and all of those great people, but we need some Finneys, Charles Finney, D.L. Moody, George Whitfield, John, Jonathan Edwards, John Wesley, D.L. Moody, Billy Sunday, uh, Leonard Ravenhill. I mean, we need some people like that today. And folks, that can be you. Maybe even right this minute, you want to pray this and say, God, cleanse me, fill me, use me. Now, I'm the least likely guy you'd ever think would be a minister, even saved. But guys, isn't the power and the anointing that was on the great leaders of old, that's the very same God and Holy Spirit that can be operative in every Christian's life today. 
Exactly. In tying to what actually both of you said a while ago, Kamal, you said that, <clears throat> you know, we've had a prayer failure in the church. And Alex, what you're talking about, I think all three of us are the most unlikely to be used. Uh, I know that from my perspective. I don't know if you knew this about Charles Finney, but there was somebody behind the scenes that really was the secret to his ministry. And, and Finney would have said it, it was Father Nash. <clears throat> and finally, not a lot written about him. We do know his grave site <clears throat> up in New England area. But Charles Finney, uh, when Father Nash died, he sought his replacement. He was an intercessor. He didn't care about being out in the front. They didn't have microphones in those days. But today, it would be like he didn't want to have to be front and center, have a microphone. But he would intercede and travail and groan. And I just thought of this quote um, in our Tuesday morning prayer this week. I read this that, you know, Charles Finney said this. And we all, you know, give Finney the credit. But he said this, revival comes from heaven when heroic souls enter the conflict to win or die, or if need be to win and die. Mm. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. By force. You know, I've yeah, often will. thought this, having gotten to know Kamal, read his, you know, life story, and then had much fellowship. If we had the passion and the zeal of the jihadist, of these young Muslim men's in the body of Christ, this nation would look so different. You know, the average church, I'd need to refresh my numbers. It used to be the average church size is 79. Really? 79 people. And, and the fact of it is, I have seen, and I've got a testimony, uh, Dr. Jerry Williamson, who teaches here, head of, of GoTo Nations, a very dear friend. He took a church of 35 and began to mentor them in the Great Commission, how they, a church of 35, could make a difference in world missions. Amen. And when he started, because he's very systematic, he, Jerry Williamson, who teaches here mm. at uh, Karis Bible College, he's written the best materials on the Great Commission. It is clear, it is concise, it is understandable by any means, anybody. And I'm telling you, God doesn't need large numbers. He needs committed people. Amen. He needs passionate people. But did you know that Charles Finney came off of the field after he could not find a replacement mm. for Father Nash? Really? He so heavily, and I didn't know this, but there's been a couple of books come out. I bought them for my intercessors and our prayer team. He was so reliant upon the prayers, and they say you could hear him at night. They, and I'm not saying you have to do this, but he would enter into travail to the point he would have nosebleeds. Wow. And, and he was so taken back. But think of the reality of hell, a oh, lake Lord. of fire that will never go out. Yeah. And that precious people that Jesus loves. And listen, can I just say, if Kamal Salim can come to the living God and receive Jesus. Anybody can. Amen. Because he was taught from a youth. He just didn't know any better. Amen. You know, my pastor one time said to me, he said, if the Holy Spirit does not move you, you move him. If the Holy Spirit does not move you, you move him. It's your job. 
and this is my pastor. Yeah. And so, 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 so therefore, uh, I learned really the, the, the uh, you know, the, uh, the brilliance of war is if you don't know what to do, fasting and praying right now is mandatory in our Hallelujah. life. Hallelujah. Because why? We have lost the art of worshiping God. When we, what is the fast? Fasting is to come to God and say to Him, I don't know what to do. I have no clue and I have messed it up. Help me to be a blessing. And so God will impart to you everything that you need to do. And the, the other part is fasting and praying. We could not just dwell in praying because praying is very good, but we need to learn the art of supplication, just like Pastor Mark said, is to travail for the nations. Mm. When, when our heart is broken for people, God will bring us the nations. When my children are sick or they have an worldly issue, whether it's drugs or anything else, it breaks my heart and I start praying before God interceding. And God appears and He starts saving my children. We can do this. Amen. So what is supplication? Is to really cry out and say, Lord, Lord, help me to be blessed by you, to go to the place that you called me to do. It's amazing when you make that contract with God, God goes before you and He makes the crooked way straight and He will establish you in the way that you should go. This is, we need to know who God is. And if you have no relationship with the Holy Spirit, He is the helper that God has given us and He is the forgotten God. We need to engage the Holy Spirit and tell Him, come to a rightful place to dwell in our temple. And this is a place where the Holy Spirit, you know, Peter said it, or Paul said it, he said, when I was young, I used to come and go as I desired. But when I became older, the Holy Spirit took me by the hand to every place I need to go. Amen. So Amen. we are in that place and we have, it's a choice. Life is about choice and what we stand before God one day, he's, he said, you have heard this, what choice have you made today? Mm. You know, it's time to start believing what's true, church. And the truth is God loves you. The truth is God has all the power you need. The truth is God is your source. There are some people watching and perhaps you're hurting right now and you've got a physical illness or something. You need to, first of all, believe God for your healing uh, because Christ is your healer and then ask specific prayers get specific answers, right? James 4, 2, you have not because you ask not. And it's been said, this is not original with me. I love this quote, but it says, prayer is the nerve that moves the muscle of God. Amen. Now, there, there's witnessing, charis can educate you. There's a lot we can say. We mentioned good books. But your transformation as a Christian, I'm saying, if you're a believer, your life must begin with a new approach to prayer. And Kamal mentioned fasting. Mark 9, 26 talks about some things, some spiritual victories and some demonic forces are driven away only through fasting and prayer. So maybe you've got a loved one that's not saved. Maybe you've got somebody you care about who's left the Lord. Maybe like us, you care about America. You care about this election. Look, I want to tell you, here's something to pray for. How about we fast and pray that the 2024 presidential election is honestly tabulated, that there is not cheating, 
and we defeat the schemes of Satan, and we put at bay the forces of darkness, and we unleash the power of the Holy Spirit, God working through His church. And so I'm at not only asking, I'm practically pleading that you, if you're a born-again believer, that you say, look, I'm not just going to coast. I'm going to put the car in gear. Amen. I'm not just going to get saved and wait till I die and go to heaven someday. No, I want to be used by God. Look, there are people, and I want to quote a pastor that shaped my life. This was a decade ago. Dr. Mark Cowart, one morning, he said, somebody is waiting on the other side of your obedience. Amen. Amen. I heard you say that. I wrote that down as fast as I could. So we're almost out of time. I want to give each of these men uh, a moment to give a concluding thought. Listen, I promise, I promise when you face Jesus, 1 John 2, 28, and he looks at you and says, well done. Look, anything you sacrifice, anything you have to courageously obey, you are used by God. It is worth it. You will know it is worth it. Let's get bold for Jesus. Pastor Mark, a final thought. What you just said about somebody waiting on the other side of our obedience, I believe that this nation is waiting for the true body of Christ, the remnant, to rise up and be obedient because prayer can move mountains. Amen. Prayer changes things. And I was just thinking, and I'd had this conversation, I've been thinking on it. Paul wept because he said those, there were those that, that love God, but they are now enemies of the cross. He didn't say they were enemies of Jesus. They're enemies of the cross. And we are to take up our cross. We need to move toward the pain. It's not pleasant to fast. It's not pleasant to spend the night in prayer or spend that time. But I'm telling you, God's hand is on this nation. I believe our greatest days are ahead. They can be. Come on, we got about 30 seconds. Well, just like he said, you know, it's the fasting and praying. Once you step into it, become easier. Don't wait for the rapture. Don't go by uh, home by yourself. Bring somebody else with you. Say, you know, say to the Lord, bring me some other people so he can lead you to those. It, you know, it, it's really, you know, getting your heart prepared. You know, Paul said, we are jars of clay, lest the, the surpassing power of the living God dwells in us. So when we ask God to come to his rightful place, we can go to all nations. So I have an assignment for you. Uh, there's a book called Why Revival Tarries by Leonard Ravenhill. I was down in Texas <clears throat> preaching and I quoted it. He's an amazing uh, author. He's in heaven now. And I mentioned Leonard Ravenhill. And everybody came up. They said, oh, he's buried here. This was his church. I said, amazing. So I go out to the cemetery and it's two or three acres. And I'm looking I'm where I'd love to see the, the grave of this incredible man. And I walk, I walk. Suddenly I look down. And there was his grave. Here's the epitaph of Leonard Ravenhill. It's, it's a question. It says, are the things I'm living for worth Christ dying for? Mm. Maybe you would ask yourself that. Wow. Just sitting around waiting to you. No, get in the, the, the battle for That's Jesus. Powerful. Are the things Christ died for worth what we're living for? May God cleanse us, Amen. fill us, send us. Use us. Thank you for watching Truth and Liberty. Stay bold. Thank you for joining today's Truth and Liberty livecast. You can watch today's and past livecasts in our archives at truthandliberty.net. Our goal is to educate Christians and connect them with resources and organizations to help them impact their sphere of influence. 
You can help us accomplish this by making a donation at truthandliberty.net slash donate. Join us next time for more Truth and Liberty.